Am I making any sense? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have another episode of Am I Making Sense? I'm very happy to have with me today uh, co-founder of Good One Comedy. You can find him hosting uh, virtual mics Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, virtual mics on goodonecomedy.com. The very hilarious and ridiculously hardworking Mike Malone. Thank you very much, Mike. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I guess I want to get into comedy. I want to know what got you into stand up, how long you've been doing it. But before we do that, let's talk about Good One Comedy because um, just, you know, my personal experience is I've been bouncing around Zoom mics here for a few months now. And I really like what you guys are doing over that good one uh, comedy. The consistency. I can't believe you're hosting mics between you and Sean. Is it right? Is right. He, yeah, Sean Gibbs. You and Sean Gibbs, you're hosting seven virtual Zoom mics per week. That is amazing. So talk to me about number one, good one uh, comedy. When did the when did the whole thing kick off? And then did you guys get into Zoom comedy right away when you went on lockdown? Or is this something that you kind of had to do out of necessity? So we start, um, me and Sean Gibbs and the third person, uh, John Listman, who who took like kind of a break, whatever he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, three of us met in a stand-up, uh, stand-up class. Okay. Back in 2017. So we clicked and then, uh, you know, we started bouncing around to open mics and then uh, we had the idea. Well, more or less, John had the idea of, you know, let's just start our own open mic. And Sean has um, he's been working the the bar scene, the restaurant scene all through Manhattan for for a long time. And he knew someone that worked at a bar in Brooklyn and the bar was uh, the address was one Bedford. So we wanted to play with the the name one Bedford and we came up with good one. So we started off there. Uh, it lasted like a month and then uh, the owner wasn't too happy with us. Yeah. It always so happens. We, yeah. <laughs> it always happens. Owners, know. They, they, they like the idea up and until the first exchange between some real like asshole comic or real drunk patron, they like it up and until that first combat or whatever you want to call it. And then they go, right, Whoa, right. what did I sign up for? Exactly. Yeah. So, so we lost our little spot over there and then okay. Sean did his connections and we found another place um, in lower Manhattan called Parkside Lounge, which okay. is a really nice place. It has this nice venue in the back and we were doing that on Thursdays at five o'clock. So we did that once a week and then we would do a monthly show over there too. So we had this thing, we would do a one, one mic a week. We did one show a month and it was, you know, it was, it was rolling. You know, I was going doing well, and then uh, this year, yeah, <laughs> and, and then this year happened. Blah, yeah. blah. So okay, so then twenty. So you guys, obviously, I mean, my God, New York just went through. Um, you know, it was just terrible, terrible what happened there. So when when do you recall uh, what days you locked down, and then how long before you were thinking, oh, let's let's just move this virtually? It was it it was right away. Okay. It was, it was, um, I think we started around March or April because we, we figured everything started shutting down and we go, well, we can't, you know, we got to do something here. And some people were kicking around the idea 
of doing Zoom. I never even knew what Zoom, like I never used Zoom for, before this. I, yeah. I never had, never needed to. So we're, we're like, like, what is the Zoom thing? You know, we're yeah. like playing around with it. We're talking like, okay, so maybe we can figure this out, you know? So we, yeah. we did one, we were going to do like once a week, you know, just the, the same way we did it live. And then uh, we were like, you know what? We could probably do this more than once a week. So we started, I think we did it, I think we were doing it like a few times a week. And then we, then Sean was like, I want to do this every day. Okay. So I said, he's the maniac. He's the maniac. Sean is the maniac of the okay. group. Yeah. I'm going to have to get oh, him yeah. on because I can't imagine. I've never, I've never ran uh, an open mic or a showcase, but I've just filled in when people needed someone here and there. And it's exhausting. And it is. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I'm sure there are some differences. Talk to me about the differences. What's obviously I'm going to say hosting the physical mic is probably more exhausting, but zoom mic can't be easy, easy either because, um, you know, uh, let's, and I'm trying to work a bit out. I'm trying to do this. I've gone over it a few times on a few open mics, but I, I have to be careful because I, there's a comic here in San Jose who has a kind of similar bit, but I really want to see the people who have only done zoom comedy go to physical comedy. Mm, yeah. And yeah. I want to see like, I, okay. So here's what it is. The upshot is I kind of like watching people squirm on stage. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a mean guy. I don't want to see anyone struggle. I want everyone to get whatever they're trying to get out of comedy, but I also like seeing people bomb and watching like the color leap <laughs> as they realize, Oh fuck. I thought this shit was so funny. And now I'm on stage and it's like nothing. Right. And so all of us who've been doing it, uh, you know, just whatever in the real world, um, we know that feeling, but I want to see this whole contingent of zoom comics like flood into the physical comedy world. Yes. I just want to see how it pans out. Yes. But let me ask you this, like doing it as much as you do it, is it more arduous with zoom or less? Uh, it's, it's, I would say less arduous okay. with zoom, you know, cause I don't have to move. Yeah. I, I, I just sit here, you know, when you, when you're doing the physical mic, you have to run up on stage, run down, you know, yeah. you got, you could do it all do from your boxer shorts. Exactly. Yeah. Next. And then whatever. And then, but something you got to get down the, okay. Spotlight this person, spotlight that person, you know, um, people are probably and in and out. Yeah. And then, um, you know, people are messaging you throughout. And so you got, you got to, you got to, you got to, uh, tech the, uh, the chat room, you know, at the same time as you're, yeah. you're trying to pay attention, but I don't listen. I don't miss running around town, you know, doing, I missed, I, I, I missed the live. I don't get me wrong, but it gets tiring, you know, running around all the time when you could just be home, you know, doing comedy. I, I agree with you. I kind of feel right now. Um, I, I don't know how I'm going to go back to physical comedy. Obviously I want to, and I miss it, but I was mm -hmm. thinking about yeah. what I was doing. And I know I've overheard you before. You have an early morning start, like way earlier than me, but I, I have an early morning start too. So I was usually out the door at six or six 30 AM Monday through Friday. And then some nights, depending on when I could get time, I wasn't getting home until like one 30 AM. And so, um, I was really tired back then and I didn't yes. realize how tired until we went to shelter in place. And, and fortunately for me, 
Um, I'm, I'm just a lucky one who has a, a career that they just said, don't come back into the office. So I'm doing all my work remote, but like what I'm saying is I'm sleeping so much more and I, yes. ah, you know, like, oh, I feel good. How am I going to go back to three or four nights a week going to 1am and then waking up at 6am? <laughs> I, I listen, I've been thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you, you don't realize how good sleep is man until you get sleep oh. and you're like oh this is fantastic you know yeah. i don't know if I, I don't know if i could do this running on four hours again you know like i used to oh it's man be difficult and so what i'm hoping and i don't know this is why i'm trying to talk with a lot of the people who uh are running successful zoom mics and the consensus that i i think my personal feeling and also the consensus i'm getting is that i think a lot of people are thinking zoom comedy may not go away. Even when we're all vaccinated and when the bars are back open, we may be in a hybrid world where, you know, we don't necessarily let go of the zoom. It may be de-emphasized mm -hmm. or maybe not as often, uh, but it might, might be here to stay. What do you, what do you think? I, I think it's here to stay. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't, it translates pretty well. If you think about it, you know, there's a, I know a lot of people that do improv and they try to do virtual improv. Mm -hmm. It doesn't translate the same. Okay. I know people do um, that people can are conducting acting classes yeah. over zoom and listen, however you want to do what you, what, you know, use the resources that you have at the moment. So if yeah. that's all you have, then, then use it. But uh, it's hard to, to do a scene with someone over zoom or, yeah. you know, when you're doing dramatic acting or improv, uh, stand up, you're by yourself, you know? So there, it, it translates decently, I think. So I, I think it's here to stay. And plus, I mean, I'm sure you've, you, I mean, we've met over zoom. Uh, we don't live near each other oh, at all. We would have never you know? met without this. Yeah. Right. And there's so many people that have made connections yeah. You know, through this, you know, we could do, you could do a, a New York show from your house now, yes. you know? Yeah. People didn't have that opportunity before. Nope. I think, and I'm having, um, uh, uh, Nick, oh, how do I say his name? Nicole, the guy who started Displaced Comedians, uh, Nicole. Yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm having him on, I'm having him on next week. Um, but that's, that is an, that is an important point is that I've never felt more connected to stand-up comedy than with Zoom. Because, you know, New York, I've never, I've never done comedy there. I've been to New York many times. I love it. I've seen comedy there, but I don't know how it works um, when you're trying to do comedy. Um, so I'm assuming it's a much larger and bigger industry, if you will, than here in the South Bay, uh, where I'm at, San Jose area. Um, obviously, we have Oakland and... Um, San Francisco, which are bigger markets, but, but ultimately it's a very small fishbowl when I'm mm -hmm. just doing physical stand-up comedy. Right. So we have our crowd of whatever 30 to 50 guys who we all know each other. Those are the guys I was podcasting with before this, but now I kind of feel like, God damn, everything's opened up for me. And I'm, I'm seeing how people I'm seeing what uh, is on people's mind as writers, as performers, um, in other markets in down in LA, in New York, um, Chicago, whatnot. So it's been really helpful for me. And I agree with you. I do think stand-up comedy, especially the way we do stand-up comedy now, mm -hmm. um, 
well, I'll just call like, let's say the last five to 10 years, I think you can get by on your writing and, and a little bit of the physicality in your face. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, this is a blast. I love this. And now everyone's getting so conditioned to Zoom meetings, like our kids are doing everything through Zoom. People like yourself who never used Zoom before are now using it on a daily basis that I, I expect audiences will probably start warming up to um, comedy showcases. Uh, well, they already are. I mean, yeah. I already know producers who are getting, you know, 30, 40 people on Zoom shows, uh, Zoom showcases, which, which I want to get into that with you too. So mm-hmm. I think audiences are already... Like, yeah, we're down with this, but we just got to learn how to promote it. And maybe, I don't know, maybe people already are promoting it globally. I know Sam Medina here in the Bay Area, he's doing global um, showcases with comics from all over the world and audiences from all over the world. Um, but have you, have you really looked into promoting virtual mics yet? And if so, what does that look like? Uh, no, probably not. I, I don't. I'm not the, I, I, yeah, I'm not the best with, yeah. with promoting. I'm still, we're still trying to figure that one out Yeah, and how it works. I know some people use, uh, see, we just, we just, um, stream it on Facebook. So oh, we figure it's out there then. Yeah. So yeah. if you follow us on Facebook, then it's just, it's going to pop up as a notification. So that's how we do it. We don't do it. Like I know some people do the event brights and they say you get more people that way. I don't know yet. So. We're, we're, you know, we're still testing the waters with that. Yeah. Um, but just, um, I just want to bring up a point that you touched on before. Like a lot of people in, in terms of like promoting shows and we used to do the live shows. Um, a lot of times people would say, oh, let's put it this way. Most people don't come out to your shows, you know, no. they come out <laughs> once, right. You know, yeah, they always got something to do. So yeah. they, they, they they'll, they'll see you once and then that's it, you know? And so it, it comes very arduous to get people to your shows and yeah uh, unless you're like unless you're bringing in uh you know some big headliner most yeah and even then even then most people don't come out to the comedy show so now people don't have an excuse yeah to not see you so yeah. like it's it's smacking you right in your face from your phone you know like you have no yeah. if you know you can't use any excuse anymore so yep. yeah i uh I, I was telling my friend, cause he was busting balls. Like I never really promote on my Facebook feed or Instagram mainly out. Of, I just, I really hate being in the feed. I hate being in any social media feed, but I'm like, what, what good does my promote? What I'm doing when I put a flyer in any of my feeds, that flyer goes out to 800 other comics who don't want to see my comedy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they see me whatever, four days a week, five days a week at whatever open mics they're going to. No right. one in my feed cares about this goddamn flyer. Right. And right. so, but now virtually like, yeah, well, people outside of the comic circle might be like, Oh, I, I want to check this out. And then, you know, obviously I'm sure there's other tools you mentioned event, right? There's probably other things. I think even Facebook, you could do ads with, if you have a Facebook page. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm not, I have no idea how any of that works either. Um, no, no. So how are you, you're also doing showcases, right? So once, a, uh, no, twice a month we're doing, um, uh, we're doing a showcase. So, uh, so, and then, so how we started with that. Now we have a, the normal, like five comics on a show. We do five minutes, whatever. Uh, we, when we first thought of doing this, we're like, how do we keep people's attention? Because it's so easy to just X out once it's streaming yeah. on Facebook and you know, okay, this guy's boring. We'll exit out. So we said, we're going to go 
we booked 17 comics. It, it was going to be like this rapid fire, uh, four minute sets. Okay. Uh, 17 comics. So we, we did the math and, uh, didn't work out the way we planned on it because it, the show went for like an hour and a half, which really was way too long, but okay. we're, you know, we, we, so we chopped it down, chopped it down. Uh, so now we're like two five minute sets, uh, about five comics. We try to keep the show about 30, 40 minutes, you know, a, a live show, you usually have an hour, an hour and a half, Yeah, but we don't, ex I don't expect anyone to watch, uh, a, a, a zoom show, you know, longer than you, you can't keep someone's attention for 45 minutes. So that our key was let's try to, you know, make these as fast as possible, as quick as possible. And, and that's what we've been experimenting with, you know? Nice. No, it is, it's difficult. And I think a lot of times when the, you know, at these, uh, the open mics that we're all doing together, all the comics, um, it's hard because the room tightens up, but I think the room tightens up just because we all have, all of the world's information right in front of us next to you. Right. So it's easy yes. access, yes. but then we go, Oh fuck, what's going on in my email. And you talked about chat. Like I always have another device where I'm looking at either whatever work or, or family. So I'm like, right. I'm right. Going back and forth. So sometimes someone will drop a really like a banger joke and I'll be like, I think that was good, but I was just distracted. And, and so if, <laughs> if all the comics are feeling that way, then yeah, of course your audience is going to be. Yes. Yes. Way. And it's hard to compete with, you know, cat videos and <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, talk to me about how did you said 2017, you started comedy. Is that when you started stand or you went to a comedy class? Is that when you started stand up or you've been doing stand up longer? Uh, well, that was when I put most of my attention to stand up. I okay. was doing improv before that. Okay. Uh, I did improv pro I started improv about 2014. Okay. Which, I, I really liked, I, I really do. But after a while, it's, it, it doesn't really open a lot of doors for you. And we were just, okay. just been, I don't know if you've done um, improv before, but I, I, you know, I don't have the, I, I got to pick my battles. I want to do improv almost. Well, let's put it this way. Um, if you just talk about comedic performers, like my, some of my top most favorite performers, like, um, you know, you got guys like, um, Bill Murray, you got, uh, of course, um, Chris Farley, mm -hmm. like all these guys, they were all improv guys. Right. And they make me laugh. And so I go, mm -hmm. well, if improv guys make me laugh that much, then I would love to learn how to do that. But here's, here's the reason I, I don't have any experience with it. And I probably won't get into it is, um, there's more, there's more scheduling, like stand up is all a cart. When I can go, I go. Yes, yes. And mm -hmm. and I think improv is something where it's like a baseball game. Like you got to get, you can't just show up with three dudes, right? Like you need to get a team of yes. people together and then there needs to be some kind of structure. Um, and I'm just like, I just want to write some dick jokes throughout the day and then show <laughs> up to a mic, get my five minute spot and then bounce. Yes. And that's what my life can accommodate right now. Yes. So maybe at some point in, I, I think this is what I think. I have heard some stand-up comics kind of snub um, improv, but I think it's short-sighted to not want to try and do everything because it all contributes, right? Like I'm saying, if you if you like performing and getting in front of people, you should learn acting, you should learn stand-up, you should learn you should learn music, 
you should learn everything and it's not going to hurt. It doesn't mean you have to get good at it or you you could walk away from it, but I'm sure it all puts things together. So no, that's a very long winded roundabout way of saying I haven't done it, but I, <laughs> I would totally do it. And it looks like something I'd be into. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually appreciate that you mentioned all that. Cause I've always preached that I've always yeah. preached that. Uh, cause I, I've taken dra- dramatic acting classes okay. before this. And then I did improv and, and, um, but I think my stage presence has, uh, is because I took dramatic acting classes and uh, I think my, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, you know, riffing and right now I can't even think of a word, you know, but I'm like, you know, I can yeah. riff because uh, I have improv experience. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, but I think, you know, when I, when people ask me like what I, I do or what I did, you know, like, like you said, people stand-ups will snub the improv and they'll go, well, they'll ask you, well, no, how many years did you, have you been, oh, you only started stand-up two months ago. So that's, that's where your timeline starts. You only, you only, you know, it doesn't like your improv doesn't count, okay. which I don't agree with, you know, it's like, you no, know, I, it's yeah. two different, it's, it's all comedy, you know, it's all entertainment. Yeah. Um, I don't see one being totally different than the other one. So yeah. I don't, you know, if I'll ask someone like, how long have you been doing comedy? So that could be improv. That could be stand up, That could be sketch, you know? Right. I, yeah. I mean, I would take it even further being a guy who doesn't know shit about shit. I would say anything you do where you're on stage in front of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Transferable because that, just that feeling of eyeballs on you, that's a skill, man. Yes. And so whatever, any way you can get out there and get in front of people, I think you're, you're exercising some kind of muscle. Now, this is what I'll say. I don't have any improv or acting skills, but I, I have some like music stuff way, way, way in the past. So I only know stand up and being in a band, but um, I think with stand up, there might be something else going on where um, you as the individual have to be, have this chemistry established somehow with the audience that may not in an ensemble type thing, mm-hmm. it, the only way you can get it is to be a standup. So maybe that's what they're talking about when they say, Oh no, yes. that's when it starts is right at this time is because maybe they're talking about this and I don't know what to call it. We'll call it an X factor. It's some okay. sixth sense where you right. go, all right, these fuckers aren't listening to me, change gears and you go to something else or, Whatever, whatever that might be. And I, I, again, I can't claim to know what that is, but maybe that's what they're thinking. I uh, no, I totally agree. I think that is what they're thinking. It's, it, it, listen, I'm not saying it's, it's different, but it's, it's under the same umbrella, you know, yeah. and uh, an improv improviser may not know how to get out of a hole when he yeah. first does exactly. stand up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, there's, you know, there's, there's doing poorly and then there's doing poorly on longer and longer timelines, right? Like yes. any of us can do poorly for five minutes. That's fine. But once you're doing poorly for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes, <laughs> shit, I wouldn't know how to get out of it. Like right. I've been, my longest doing poorly has been 15 minutes and I can't imagine oh, ever having man. a bomb for 30 or 40 minutes. And I've, I know people do it. Um, and that's, just, you got to learn how to get out of that. But yes, I, I wouldn't ever know how to do that. Uh, it is a skill. Yeah. So, okay. So 2017 is when you got into comedy. Now, were you doing it on a regular basis from the get-go? 
Um, I started off pretty slow. Uh, it's because it, it's it's just to get comfortable with it. I was having trouble getting. I was having trouble finding my voice. I I would say so. I took a couple of classes and. You know, I was I was do, getting the writing down. I was doing all right with that. I didn't feel natural for some reason. I don't know what it was. But then uh, I took like my third class, and you know, let me let me backtrack a little. So the first two classes I took, they were more telling me just remember, you know, don't go off script. Remember your jokes. Remember your jokes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of stiff when you do it like that, you know. Yeah. You know. So then I went to uh, this third class. And um, we would like just do writing sessions. She was like, don't worry about punchlines per se. You know, think of premises, think of stories in your life, things that you hate, things that you love, you know, just just in make make lists. And then she would make us go up um, at the end of class and do like five minutes. And she's like, don't mem-. She, we wouldn't bring our books up. She's like, don't memorize your stuff. Just go naturally, you know. Okay. Just go naturally what you're saying. And uh, that's when I think I started feeling, having fun up there. You know, and I, I could be myself. I, I could, my voice was finally coming through where I wasn't just being stiff and memorizing stuff. And from then on, then it became fun. And I, once I found that, I was like, you know what? I, I felt more comfortable yeah. doing it. Yeah. And then, so then you were doing it multiple times per week after that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, you touched on something there about um, memorizing your jokes. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be my, I was talking about wanting to see Zoom comedians get into the real world. But even for me, I'm not memorizing shit anymore. Before, the only thing I, I could really pride myself on was that I could memorize my jokes and then get on stage and just kind of rattle them off. And then as long right. as... As long as I didn't get heckled too bad or like maybe the host didn't make me stretch, then I would just be able to, I guess for lack of a better term, I'll, I'll just say hit my marks. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But there was effort in memorizing and I haven't done any of that with Zoom. Like with Zoom, I'm literally, I have I have um, like a, 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 a Google doc on yeah, my yeah. right side and I'm like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I keep referencing back. I'm right, not going right. to have that when I go back to the real world. So I'm going to have to go back to spending some time. Okay. What is the joke? And I can tell, man, I can tell I'm sloppy and I kind of stutter on a lot of my jokes and I, I, I'm just not crisp right now. Cause I'm not trying to memorize. I'm just trying to like read a teleprompter. Right. Which, yeah. Which I know what you mean. It's, it's very, you come up, you feel it. You feel like a, I'm a robot right now. I'm not, right. I'm not just this guy in, in a flow having fun on stage. I'm like this guy that, 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 um, and so I think zoom for all the good it's done, that part is going to be bad. Yes. <laughs> I get back. Yeah. Oh, I have to remember my set. So actually, let me ask you this. How are you tackling stand up differently now that it's zoom? Are you doing anything different or. Am I doing anything, um, in terms of like my performance or like show wise? Yeah. Everything. Like, are you preparing different? Are you executing different? Um, are your jokes changing because we're, you know, there's no physicality. Like I can't, if I want to do some, like anything like goofing around, like walking here or there, like I can, I got to stay framed up. So like anything you feel that zoom has, um, done to make you like change it, or do you think you're still right on with what you're doing in the, I, I try to keep it the same way that I, I was doing in the past. 
And if yeah. I'm doing a physical bit, I'll give myself enough room on the on on the the monitor that I can okay. actually move around. You know, like I, I try not to. I I always was a little um, physical when I when I did my humor. So I I wasn't the guy that just stood there. You know, yeah. I was the guy that just had the, you know, I take the mic out of the stand and I'd walk yeah. around, but there's a lot of places that, uh, especially, um, especially a lot of, a lot of small clubs in, in New York where you really, you, <laughs> there's really no stage there, you're basically yeah. propped up on a, on a milk crate, you know, yep. and in a basement somewhere. <laughs> so it, it's, you know, it's, it's true. And I guess things, some things are the same wherever you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of miss that. I miss being able to stretch out a little bit. Um, and then the other thing for me is, like this happened to me on your mic today, where my my kids, I, I do this in the garage. I have a camera and monitor set up in my garage, and and my kids will come out and they'll be like walking around me, and so I I have to change. Like if I wrote anything down, that's kind of I I don't want to be saying in front of them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So I guess that's what I'll say. Like in a day like today, I was like, oh no. And then I went to some other stuff midway through because my kids were coming out and walking through. So I've had to change it. Where, and I've been saying this ever since I started. I go, I want to I wanna work on being a whatever, clean comic. Like obviously I just want right, to be right, a right. comic, but I'd like to have material that, you know, isn't really obscene. But I, it's, for some reason, the gross and the nasty stuff makes me laugh the most. So, <laughs> Like in person, I, my stuff was never anything I'd want to say in front of my children. Okay. Um, right, but right, in right. zoom, I kind of had to, I've right. told things back a little bit. Sure, sure. <laughs> so that's, that's my only, uh, significant change. Um, so what do you think the scene is going to look like when, I mean, I don't know how is, how is New York right now? I, I heard people were doing some like kind of speakeasy style. Is that gone away now or? It, it, it is, but just recently, I would say, I'd say within like the past two weeks, you know, up until about two weeks ago, people were still doing parks. People were doing rooftops. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they would, like you said, like undisclosed locations yeah. where they were like DM me for the location. Yep. Um, see, I, I mean, I, I wasn't doing any indoor stuff. I, I just didn't. I, 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 to me, it wasn't worth the risk. You know, why am I going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get my Netflix special because um, yeah. I go into someone's basement, you know, that's, that's my attitude. I haven't, I've only done virtual since March. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, your point exactly. Like who am I? <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, who do, what do I think I'm gaining? Exactly. Like, What's your gain? It? Yeah. It's there's, there's no gain. There's no gain in that. No. No. So I'm going to wait until some people get back. I'll, although I don't know, man, I think, gosh, this is, I think it could still be two years. You, wow. Really? Well, think about it. So here in California, we got, I think we have like 35 million people and it takes two doses of that vaccine. Well, I don't know. I don't read a lot on all this stuff, but this well, Pfizer one, it takes two vaccinations. So they've sent, like 120,000 doses to California. So that's really 60,000 because you have to do. Right. Two. Yeah. Because so I'm, yeah. I'm going, wait a minute at this pace. I mean, I don't know. It That's 60,000 people is not even, that's a sliver of our population. 
And you probably have to get what? You probably have to get a good 60, 70% of your population vac- vaccinated to feel good about it. So I'm going, I don't, I don't see how we're going to be out and about for at least a year, maybe two years. I'm being, I'm exaggerating, but at least a year, I think we're still going to be doing zoom stuff. I don't know. What, what do you think? So it's funny. I, uh, so, you know, Brett Singer, he, he has, a. I did a, he has a radio show and I did it last week. And the, the whole topic was on the vaccine and okay. what we thought about it and what the future holds. And I said, um, I'm, I'm for the vaccine. I, I said I would take it if it's in yeah. front of me, you know, a lot of, but a lot of people are very skeptical of it. So, Interesting. yeah. So the main problem, the main issue that we face is how many people are going to take this thing? It's yeah. not mandatory. And if most people are skeptical of it, then we're not going to have that herd immunity that they're talking about. So you, yeah. a year or two can be possible if people don't get on board. Yeah. With this. And that, that's my concern, you know? I'm, I, think it, I mean, this is America. Let's be real. If you can't get people to wear a mask, how are you going to get them to take a shot? I, exactly. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough sell. Yeah. When a mask, when a piece of cloth on your face was too much for people. Uh, yeah. We're, we're doomed, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll take it too. I'll take it because I'm a little, I mean, I'm cavalier about everything, right? Even with my wife, when we would talk about this thing early on and I I was saying, I go, all of these measures that they're taking, it doesn't make sense to me because until you have your population vaccinated, you either have to social distance and not go out um, like forever. Right. Or you wait for 70% of the population. Because here in California, the way they were doing it, it was they would close in waves and they would open in waves. Yes. And I kept going, this, I'm not a scientist, but this, I mean, I just using basic third grade math, this doesn't make sense because as you reopen everything, we're all going to run out and then it's, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to have to close that. So we're just on this roller coaster indefinitely. Yeah. Um, and so I was telling her, I go, I just, I think I would rather, you know, cause my, you know, I have friends who do more service related stuff like, you know, barbers and servers and whatnot. And they, I mean, all their incomes are getting fucked up. They're, they're, yeah. they're able to earn, then they aren't able to earn. They're able to earn, then they aren't able to earn. And I'm like, yes. I think we're all just adults. I think we should just keep, if you're a barber and you want to be open, I think you should be able to be open. And then it's up to me as the patron, like I make the decision. So you're going to be hurt no matter what. Cause a lot of patrons are just going to go, I'll just grow long hair or I'll, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, they've been, um, it's pretty strict in California. They've been locking these places down and um, I don't know. This whole thing has just been very interesting. And uh, I, I just don't foresee as if, if staying away from everyone is the, solution without a vaccine i think that's going to have to be the solution for a long time yeah you're right <laughs> so and it stinks it does it, it really does. does you know and i i just i just wish more people were on i'm, I'm saying this now and watch like this <laughs> like this is like real repercussions with this vaccine and they're going oh. like said to take this vaccine but i'm yeah. like i i have enough trust in scientists you know, that they're saying yeah. that this is safe enough for most people. There's going to be re- reactions. We know that. I mean, this, 
people have reactions to peanuts. Like there's, yeah. you're gonna, there's gonna, you're gonna, you get the people are gonna get a reaction to it. I don't think it's gonna be astronomical, and I think it's the only way out at this point. Yeah, it is the only way out. Yeah, that's that's my assessment too. Um, and uh, yeah, what kind of side effect would make it a net negative? I don't know. Like turning into a brain eating zombie. Yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> 3% of us start eating other people's brains. Like, Oh, that was a mistake. But like, what if it's, <laughs> what if it's like 1% end up getting a limp dick for two months? Like uh, we can right. do, uh, all right, that's fine. We could be limp dick for two months. Right. I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool with that. That's fine. I don't want it. It's not ideal. No, I'm rolling the dice and it's like, there's only 2% chance that your limp, your dick will go limp. But guess what? You get a run around free and go to commune nights and fucking bomb in front of two drunk dudes. Then, all right, I'm right. taking it. Shoot me up, man. That, absolutely. So yeah, we're, we're in uncharted territory for sure. Uh, it's interesting times. This is what I always say whenever I talk about this is like, there's always something significant and historical going on in human history, right? No matter what era you go to, something really fascinating is happening. But there are these points in history that are big exclamation points, you know, maybe the Depression, maybe the Civil War, um, you know, all these things, maybe a world war. But right now, we have an exclamation point on like, multiple things in history. And if nothing else, we get to say, yeah, we were there, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wish it was something more heroic than... Oh, hey, granddad, what did you do during the great pandemic of 2020? Well, son, I sat in flannel PJs <laughs> for exactly 12 months. And I went to Zoom comedy mites and I met people all over the world. You know, <laughs> that's it. That's the extent of my thing in the pandemic. But whatever, man, we're, we're, we're having fun. We're figuring yeah. it out. So um, let me ask you this. Is it what do you think the scene is going to look like when uh, let's say hypothetically six months from now, the world says, all right, Mike, you can get back out there. You can start doing your in-person mics. Um, how do you think they're going to look? You're going to run them the same, promote them the same, or are you going to take a different tack? I, you know what? I think once everything starts, let's say everything goes back to normal. Let's yeah. say six months from now, Yankee Stadium's open. Yeah. Uh, Dodger Stadium's open. Everything is open. I think people are still going to distance themselves. Yeah. Lines. I don't think they're going to sit right next to each other at the ballpark. Um, huh. They're not going to pack in like they used to. I think people will still wear the mask. I, I don't think the mask is going to go away. Either, yeah. You know? It seems like a, a easy choice on the mask. You know? And logical I too. I don't have a problem with the mask. I yeah. I really don't. It's once you get used to it, you, you forget it's even on. So I can tell you what I'm gonna do different when we go back to in person. I'm just gonna I'm gonna have a mic I bring with me everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone, all comics out there, go buy yourself a sure 57 or whatever, whatever is your thing. Everyone should just come in and I'd be like, all right, we're we're having this uh open mic, but all comics to get you five minutes, you gotta bring a mic. <laughs> No, I, I, I think that's going to happen. Or are you going to see uh, hand sanitizer on the, yeah. on the stage? You know, I, people are going to be more hygienic than they, they were before. Listen, I, I never, I never paid attention to nope, 
Me neither. Washing hands, I or getting close to people, touching yeah. rails. I it never even phased me. I never yeah. thought of it. it yeah, I'm it's, the same way. Yeah. And I, I do say this, I, I'm not one of those guys who uh, likes going in for hugs on anyone who isn't like, you know, I'm married to basically. Right. <laughs> Our child. And so there was almost obligatory hugs in certain social situations. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, was, I was like, I was the stiff guy, like, uh, and uh-huh. now you just, hey, fit, whoa, we're doing the right thing. Fist pump. Love it. I love the fist pump. I love the, the elbow bump. Yes. You know? Yeah. They, they, no more kissing on the cheeks anymore. Ah, no. Brutal. Yes. Brutal. Oh, wait, are you Italian or? Yes. I'm part Italian. Okay. Yeah. I'm related to Italians in that side of the family, but you know what? Oh my God. I, oh, now that I'm thinking about it, cause one of my aunts, like she's just so, um, yeah, that might be rude if I don't go in for, a- <laughs> <laughs> she's the kisser, the hugger and the kisser. And I go, Oh man, you know what? But she's so pleasant and that's what she's all about and everything. She's got that Italian love, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know, hopefully. Well, anyway, she's my aunt. Uh, that's fine. I'll get the Corona because of my aunt, but other strangers, fuck off. I don't need a hug. I don't need exactly. a <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So let's get into comedy. Let's get into comic influences. Um, who, who are some of your favorite comics? Who do you draw from? Or um, is there no one in particular that you necessarily draw from? I, I, that's a good question. Um, like in the last five years, is there any comedy, either a person you went to see or a, a, um, a special that was, you were like, dang, that was really. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I do. And I know it, it sounds cliche, but I, I do try to have a little um, Sebastian Maniscalco in oh, me when, nice. I, when I do, Very- you know. Because it's the Italian thing, it's the New York thing. Yeah, uh, I like I like stage presence. I don't like, you know, and not not nothing against people that just stand there and tell jokes. But I, you know, I do like I even like I. You know, whose stage presence I I just admire. I Dane Cook, that guy yes. just owns a stage. You know, and well, I know people are critical of him sometimes, but I just the way he just his stage presence alone is just it's tremendous. No, I think. Both those guys, um, I think either one of them, if you just watched them, if you put a tape of them who'd never, let's say someone has never seen comedy and they don't know who those guys are. If you turned off the volume and just showed them on stage, wandering around the way their fa- their movements, yes. it would be laughing. Yes, yes. And, and so I'm with you 100%. I kind of feel like, I'm not that, uh, as a fan, I'm not that cerebral. So the smart jokes are, it's fine. Political commentary, it's all fine. It's a thing, but it, mm-hmm. it, do, it never resonates with me. But if I see a person throw a really funny face or like move around, bounce on stage funny, man, I'm just laughing so right. hard. And yes. so I, I'm with you on that. I think physical comics, I tell people this um, and they, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I, I guess some people find it hard to believe, but of all the live performances I've ever seen, um, oh fuck! Why did I just? Uh, why did I just? I literally had it on my mind, and then it just. <laughs> then it, Jim Brewer, the fu- the okay. funniest in person. Now I haven't seen Maniscalski or Dane Cook mm-hmm. live, so in fairness, I mean I laugh when I watch 
their specials on TV. Right. TV and live is different, right? Um, so maybe they would top it, but Jim Brewer, I'd never seen anyone level a room the way he leveled a room. And it was just the physicality of it. You were watching a goddamn Looney Tune. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Like people were just trying to come up for, for air. Right. And I have right. to say, man, like the most I've ever laughed in my life, it was him. And I think he went an hour 40. It was like, really? I was, yeah, I was like, just stop, stop. I got to get out of here. My ribs hurt. My face hurts. <laughs> Me just with this like feeling like you, I don't know. It's not even, I can't even say hi. It's just this weird, tired feeling like you got worked out. Um, and then, and then Bill Burr after him and Bill Burr's pretty oh. physical on stage too. Yeah. Um, so those two guys, man, I, I have to say, you know, Jim Brewer, no one would even think, oh yeah, he's like one of the top physical guys out there. But if, cause I don't think he, he doesn't promote himself that much anymore. Um, no, no, when no, he and, comes around, man, he knows how to put on a show. That That's, that's a good name drop that you had there, Jim Brewer. That's, that, I actually, I haven't seen him in a while, but yeah. yes, he is, his, his, just, just his facial reactions yeah. alone. Oh my God. It's just, <laughs> I, yeah, I put him up there. I've never seen Jim Carrey live before, but the way he moves and does his face, I, he yes. feels like, it feels like you're getting the same thing. But, um, like I said, the intensity, I just never felt, you know, someone be able to just bring it like punch after punch after punch and just, Oh man. Um, but yeah, those guys are awesome, man. Yeah. Those guys are amazing. What do you do? What kind of, uh, what's your process for writing coming up with new material? Do you do it daily or is it just tough? It's, you know, sometimes you get burned out. Sometimes I'd like to give myself an hour a day to writing and it's not always pen to paper. You know, sometimes I'll just walk around my house and just talk to myself, you there know? You I'm like that. And then if I like it, I'll write it down. You know, I'll just, I'll just like, just, just, just throw out ideas. You know, I, I, I pace. Sometimes I'll go for a walk and I'll just like, just try to think of stuff, you know? There you go. Yeah. Walking's really good. Yeah. Commute. When I used to commute, things would pop into my head and then I would, you know, have to go find, hop on the computer, start typing them down or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so what are some, what are some things about uh, the old days, I guess, that you miss? <laughs> the old days, like like one year ago? Yeah, yeah. I know. Dude, it feels, it's crazy, man. It just feels like we're in this time warp where I don't even remember. I was going through some old um, set notes. See, I said old. What, what I mean to say <laughs> from around like February last year, and I go, man, I can't believe can't believe these are the jokes I was doing. <laughs> I can't believe I was actually going to open mics. You know, I mean, I I'll still do them, but what I, I was just, it feels like it was forever ago, but um, yeah. yeah. Is there anything, there's anything you really miss about going out and uh, I just miss hanging out with people, you it, know, the, the bond, like physical bonding with people, you know, having, you know, hanging out after a mic or, Hey, what you want to get a bite to eat after this mic, you know, yeah. Ah, you know, I miss that. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat. The, the main things I miss, and it's, it's funny 
Cause I just said about, I'm, I'm kind of glad we aren't going to do the hug, but you know, like just going and whatever, smoking with people or drinking with people. Like there's something about that. It's very ritualistic and mm-hmm. I haven't done that now for nine months. And I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm fine. I guess, I guess everything's okay, but I do. That's what I want to get back to. I don't yeah. necessarily want to get back to where I'm having to come home so late. Right. Yeah. But I miss that other aspect. Oh, and you know what else? Uh, I, I, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think zoom is forcing me to write regularly and it's forcing me to just try and tell, um, jokes in front of people. But I feel like there's something that happens. Um, you know, and again, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain this without sounding too hippie. Mm Mm-hmm but like there's the energy in the room that sometimes drives you to come up with a better line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something quick to say mm-hmm. or something happens in the room and then you're, and then you respond to what happens and then boom, you got yourself a new joke and it's better than whatever yes. you had. So this chemistry that happens live on stage, I don't necessarily feel that in, in zoom. Agree. No, I, I do agree with that. And I'm trying to figure out, recently I've been trying to write more observations about what I see happening in the Zoom room and maybe treat it more like I used to at a physical mic where someone said something or something's going on and I can, okay, well, maybe I can riff on that. And it's kind of replicating it, but I can't, I still can't get the feedback because maybe this is my fault. Maybe it's because I'm looking at the notes and I'm not necessarily always looking at uh, what people look like when I say it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, when you're on stage, you kind of just notice how people are moving and how, how they look. Um, I don't know, but it feels like there's something that, that I, I'm missing that I really want to get back to. I, I agree with you. It, it's, it's not the most, you know, you're standing in front of people. That's, that's natural. It's just, yeah. Now, now you, you're performing in front of a 2d, 2d, you know, screen. Yeah. everyone is, equidistance from you you know everyone's on top of each other there's no depth to the audience it's just everyone's on a screen and then you got your notes right next to you so it's hollywood squares was that you who said that hollywood square the hollywood squares one one of the rooms i was in one of the hosts said okay we're going hollywood square format um (laughs) but uh what was i gonna say so i think yeah i think we just figured something out there because, um, oh, where was I going? Where was I going with this? Um, oh, it had something to do with being in person. Okay, whatever. I forgot it. Next, <laughs> next topic. Next topic. So, um, yeah, anyway, I think we're coming up. We're coming up on our hour here. Let's go over everything that you got going on. So we basically have, through Good One Comedy, we have seven days a week, ladies and gentlemen, seven days a week, Talk to me about those like mics. When are they hitting them? You have a good one, goodonecomedy.com. Is that where people can find all of the mics? And if they click that button, do they go right in? Yeah. If you go on the website, there's um there's a little tab to uh, join the mic. You don't have to sign up. You don't, anyone that wants to try it or you just want to watch. If it's your first time, you want to do a little stand up, you know, just click join the mic and we'll, we'll be happy to have you on. We'll give you five minutes and uh, it's five p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, uh, so 
for the showcases, do they go to, is it a Facebook page? Yeah. So uh, like us on Facebook, Good One Comedy, and we live stream every other Thursday. Um, we're actually going to do, um, we're going to, we're going to do a New Year's Eve show Ooh. where we're doing, yeah, we're going to do 20 comics for 2020 and each one gets two minutes. So we're going to do like this lightning fast show. Two minutes. God damn. You got to bring yeah, some yeah. heat to make people laugh. You're right. Right. Nice. It's all fastballs. Yeah. What, what's the, what is the, speaking of that, you know what? I did have a lot more I wanted to ask you. So I, like I said, I never did comedy in uh, New York. So what is the typical time limit uh, for open mics there? Or does it vary? Uh, it's five. Is it five? Um, okay. Yeah. We don't do long sets out here. Um, sometimes it's three minutes, depending on how many people okay. uh, show up. Yeah. It's, they're very quick. I okay. shouldn't, the, the mic itself, they can go for like two hours, but I, you almost never get one more than like six minutes. Uh, that's like six or seven minutes would be like the top. Yeah. Cause that's one thing I've really appreciated about going to your room and other rooms um, from East coast is that you, everyone gets the light at uh, four minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's another discipline in standup that doesn't translate with other types of stage performance is that, you need to be a good editor with the points you're trying to make. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, you're doing yourself a disservice if you think you can get on a stage where it's just sloppy and you're like, uh, yeah, maybe five minutes, maybe eight minutes, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just keep talking. Like those aren't going to get you to edit your material the same way that going to four minute and five minute mics. Yeah. Um, and we have a club here um, in the South Bay, Rooster Tees, that, whenever you do open mics, there, like they're four minutes strict about the four minutes. And I've always appreciated that because, and I've ran the light. I mean, mm -hmm. to the point where I think, I think one of the people, one of the gals who runs over there, she knows my face. So when I come up, she's like, one minute at the light. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. But, but yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, and then, so I guess, is Manhattan the main place you want to be going for open mics back before it was, it was all virtual or is it Brooklyn and Queens? Do they all have their own flavor? I like Manhattan. Brooklyn has definitely picked up in terms of, of comedy. They almost have like their own little subgenre with comedy. Uh, it's not, there's only one real comedy club in Brooklyn, but all the shows and the open mics are at, at bars and restaurants okay. for the most part. But everything else, like clubs themselves, the clubs, club scene's Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same in San Jose. Like everything is dive bars. Maybe you'll get lucky and someone will be able to book a showcase at uh, a restaurant. Breweries, that's another big one out here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I know whenever I do go to New York, just as a fan, I love hitting, obviously, The Cellar. Um, mm -hmm. What are some of the other ones I like to, is it? New York stand-up or yes, stand up New York. Stand up New York. There you go. Yeah, stand up New York. Yeah. Um, and I haven't made it to Caroline's yet, but I know that's a epic one that yeah. uh, everyone hits up. Cool, man. Well, Mike, this has been a real pleasure. I appreciate you joining the podcast. I really hope that uh I'll be able to make it out there maybe in the next five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on, you know, if we could travel freely. And yeah. uh, whatnot, and maybe uh, meet some people 
in real life. It'll be good. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, all right, Mike, thank you very much. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you so much.